It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Teamless Tuesday, week two. Ryan, uh, week one was a bit of a, a tumultuous uh, experience with some some good scores in the first game, and then some you know obviously some not so great ones as we as we went through the weekend. Uh, yeah. Mate, uh, understand you started pretty well though. So how how are you traveling so far? Yeah, off to off to a hot start, I guess. Better than a lot of people. I've managed to avoid a lot of the mm-hmm. carnage. I've uh, scored nine hundred and thirty two in week one. Um, so I'm sitting overall rank of seven hundred and thirty two after one week. So going better than last year with no Cleary. Um, so yeah, not not too bad. I guess uh, I managed to avoid all the disasters in my seventeen. Only one I had was Billy Smith. I know plenty had way more than that. How about you? How'd you go? Mm. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I ended up. I, so I started off a bit slower than you. So eight hundred and eight, and sitting at about twenty two k at the moment. I had Billy Smith, uh, but I had a couple of guys. You know, obviously we'll get to you know old Junior Paulo, aka looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, all up. Aside from that, it was just kind of a bit, you know, it's a bit sort of ho-hum, middling sort of scores. Um, obviously managed to avoid Brendan Smith, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, I think the big killer for me is I, I made the late shift from Haas to Crichton as a captaincy, which cost me yeah. uh, a lot of points. So I've avoided Brendan Smith. 80 points but, or something. Uh, but, unfortunately, you copped Christian Welch. That was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, Christian Welch, obviously. 40-something scores okay, but, yeah, obviously the, the Achilles injury sucks. And shout-out to Christian. Um, hopefully he's, uh, you know, back and firing next year. So Yeah, absolutely. Mate, anyway, week one's in the history books. Don't even give a shit about that anymore. We're going to week two. Um, obviously, we'll probably touch on the relevant stuff from week one through the team list, I guess, rather than sort of looking at the, the game. So, mate, first up on Thursday, we're seeing uh, the Storm come up against the Rabbitohs. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, the Storm going to lose Christian Welch there and Brandon Smith. Welch gone for the year. Brandon Smith's three to six weeks by the sounds of it. That sees yep. Nelson Asofa Solomona into the starting team. Josh King at lock until Smith's back. Excuse me, until Smith's back. Uh, and then we see a bench of uh, Wishart... Alec McDonald, Trent Liero, and Moiroa, which tells you just how far Jordan Grant down is down the the list that he wasn't in. He's not even in the twenty four. Yeah, well, um, but uh, Nick Meany, people were worried about Pappenhausen not keeping the, uh, you know, losing the, the goal kicking to Meany, but they've named Dini Ramir on the on the wing, which is good stuff. So I mean, it's wheels up for Pappenhausen. Um, but mate, I actually want to ask you about Josh King. Mm. So, did you start with Josh King? No. And do you think that this short-term injury to Brandon Smith moves the needle and obviously long-term to Welch, does that actually move the needle on King at all for you? Or It, it does a little bit. I'm, I'm considering bringing him in, but to me he's a really hard player to judge because like, if you look at his historical stats from like 2017 to 2019, it's really bad. Like it is, It's like John Asiata levels of PPM. Um, yep. But then from 2020 up until now, it's it's been quite good for the most part. Um, I, I'm sort of – I was uh, chatting to a friend today, like trying to project the minutes of this forward pack. I sort of had him around 50 minutes, I think, is what he's going to get. Um, 
So it wouldn't surprise me to get, you know, like a 40 average for the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, if he was to score, say, let's say 340s, I think that gets him to about 100K over three over the next three weeks. Um, so, look, I don't, I don't think he's a slam dunk, but I, I think he's a, at least a, a reliable top 17 scorer for the next couple of weeks. Um, mm. Uh, I, I think yeah. I think if I think if you're really struggling, like if you've got someone you want to trade out, I, I think he's not a terrible option. No, I think for me, he's one of those guys that like if I started with him, I, obviously it's a boost, mm. but I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to trade him in now. I was looking at you know moves like Fletcher Baker or Billy Walters to him, but you know I just sort of can't. Yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna it's gonna net me enough value. I'm I'm kind of just waiting for something a bit better. I think so. Yeah. Well, the only one, the only player I've got I'm, that I'm considering trading him to, I'm sure we'll get to in a second, is Lachlan Ilias. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure because I'm kind of with you as well because like there's another one, um, Spencer Lenu, who could be good, but um, you know, again, we'll get to him when we get to the Panthers shortly. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one because I sort of projected this as like Bromwich and King playing fifty. Um, Osofa Solomona playing 45, Grant playing 80, and then, you know, McDonald, Liero playing 30, Maroa 15, and then Tyron Wishart maybe 20 minutes at, at like a ball-playing lock type of thing. That was sort of what yeah, I was Yeah, or even he comes in and Harry Grant moves to that state of origin, Harry Grant role. Yeah, yeah, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, either way, I think it's really good news for Harry Grant. Um, I was kind of tossing up not getting him. Um, I didn't – I ended up not starting with him. Uh, and I was going to start with Cook, and then I changed my mind, and I changed Cook down to Jack Bird, which actually only cost me seven points, um, but freed up over two hundred k, which has now allowed me to go Welch up to Grant. So oh, rewarded all up. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously it's cost me a trade, uh, but I would have just been going Welch across to somebody equivalent to Bird anyway. So you know, one way or another, I was spending a trade this week, um, but I got the the points out of Bird. So. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Grant, somebody, if you don't have him and you can get him this week and it makes sense for your team, he's, he's one to look to bring in. What's your, you know, I mean, I had another look at him again today just sort of because I've been flip-flopping between him and another guy. And, um, yeah, what's it, high 50s, low 60s? Is that is that where you think he's going to be? Or Who, for Grant? Yeah. Yeah, I think if he plays 80, um, he'll be in, in the low 60s. Um, it, mm-hmm. it just really depends what his minutes are going to be like once Brandon Smith's back, if he's, you know, back to like a 65, 70-minute role. If that's the case, then, you know, I'd probably see him in the high 50s. Yeah, I think even in that 60, 65-minute role, though, I think he's still a gun. Oh, for sure, yeah, he's a keeper hooker. Like, yeah. I mean, there's just a lack of really great hookers, you know, so he's, he's going to be yeah. a keeper regardless. Yeah, and and guys for fantasy as well. <laughs> Um, moving across to the Rabbitohs, you touched on Lachlan Ilias earlier, so they get Latrell Mitchell back. Um, I wonder if that means that Cody Walker is going to stop trying to overplay his hand this week. But, I mean, Ilias basically did exactly what we sort of mm. spoke about as being the fear for him. Uh, I know I personally didn't get Ilias, uh, and I'm uh, that's one of the big good moves I think I made. Uh, I really just I looked at his reserve grade and, I mean, like he was only kicking at, you know, 40% kick meters for the game in reserve grade when he played down there. And, you know, with that, Cody Walker, Latrell, you know, obviously this packed us a lot of running. Like I just, yeah, I was worried and it seems like that was justified. Um, but, I mean, obviously, uh, 
I know you just mentioned talking about trading him, but mm. I mean, surely you're not getting rid of a guy after one week. No, no. Well, I mean, the reason I was thinking about pivoting is because I thought Josh King would be somewhat of a better option. Because I mean, look, you know, Ilias, we called him Adam Clune last week. He looked every bit of Adam Clune. Um, yeah. The, what gets me a little bit concerned is, you know, the next couple of weeks they've got Melbourne, the Roosters, and the Panthers. So it's 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 going to be mm-hmm. a bit of a slow burn with Ilias. So if you're if you're going to hold him, you're going to have to hold him through that that terrible run. Yeah. And you know, you're pro- you're probably looking at selling him by like round ten by the time he finally actually makes you money. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like that's that was my thoughts of maybe pivoting to Josh King um, and just getting like a bit of a shorter term, easy, you know, hundred to hundred fifty thousand. Um, yep. Right off the bat, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean the the thing with that that draw is, if you draw attention to our uh, you know uh, early season schedule analysis article we put on the rab- the website, the Rabbitohs had the second toughest draw I think of any team in the the comp to start off. So I mean it was always going to be a bit of a challenge for Elias. Yes. So right. I mean if you committed to him, I think you basically you probably should be holding him at this point. So but I mean outside yeah. of that. What's the the other stories in this team is uh, is Jai Arrow. Mm. Uh, obviously played a lot of minutes. Murray played less minutes than what I thought he was going to in addition to Nichols. I wonder if that's just simply uh, an off-season conditioning thing and we're going to see that. I, I Personally, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that, you know, five minutes of Arrow's time. So what did he play, 71 minutes or something? Yeah, 71, yeah. Yeah, I I could see five minutes of that going to Nichols, who then moves into the low forties, and six or seven minutes of that going to Murray, who moves into mid sixties, and yep. an arrow goes back to a sixty minute player rather than a seventy one minute player. Which I mean, for a hybrid edge middle, you know, twenty five minutes on the edge and then twenty five to thirty five minutes in the middle, that's a good role in NRL terms for the Rabbitohs to fill. But for fantasy, I don't necessarily. I, I, him playing inflated minutes last week hasn't changed my preseason opinion of him, which is he's a high 40s, low 50s average, and I certainly wouldn't be expecting him to get, you know, 60-something a week. Yeah, I feel like uh, history is repeating because didn't, like, I'm fairly certain Arrow had, like, this huge score round one last year and everyone, like, wanted to pivot and jump onto him and then he just went back to, you know, like... Regular Arrow. Yeah, basically. Yeah, look at it now. So he scored 74 last week in four, uh, last year in 45 minutes, and then after that it was, you know, 45, 48, 42. Yeah, so, look, there's every chance he is back to those high 40s, low 50s. I think if you started with him, you're obviously ecstatic. Um, I'm not too sure if I'd be pivoting to him now, though. Yeah, no. For people that did start with Welch, I think, you know, he's probably one of the better ones in the price range. Mm. Um, but I'd probably be trying to move up or go yeah. down then then go across to one of the other guys who were mostly all disappointing in that price bracket. Uh, Trail, someone obviously we highlighted, um, you know, the wing fullbacks all sort of did their job last week. So I think it's just, you know, wait and see what happens uh, in the space. Um, yeah, any, anything more in the Rabbitohs? Um, no, I think we can move on. Yep, great. All right. Dragons and Panthers, first up on Friday night. So starting with the Dragons, obviously, Michaeli Roalawa, big fantasy score, not fantasy relevant, though. Uh, Amono's another one, though, uh, we highlighted as potentially being a low base stat, high volatile, surprise, surprise, low score this week. Um, has, you know, people panicking as well. Uh, so he's 18.1% uh, ownership, only scored 20 points last week. And, uh, 
you know, his price is heading in the wrong direction now with a break even at 34 against Penrith. Mm. <laughs> Not exactly a great spot, is it? Um, I think if you got him, I think it's a similar question, uh, you know, that I was posing with Ilias. You know, it might be worth, um, if you've got no other problems, it might be worth maybe flicking him to Josh King, trying to get that quick cash. Um, otherwise, I think you just got to sit tight, wait for him to come good. You know, they won't play Penrith every week. He'll eventually get some attacking stats. Yep. Uh, outside of that, obviously, Ben Hunt, uh, a lot of people were looking at him as a pod, and I admittedly didn't quite understand where that was coming from, given my expectations for the Dragons. He got 35 this week. I think the big thing is uh, we've seen an uh, an overall downshift in the halves. So, I mean, for me, I'd sort of, I'm going to be trying to steer away from halves, particularly halves that uh, dominant you know, kicking halves as much as possible by the, the looks of if this first round's anything to go by. But, uh, I mean, outside of that, this Dragons team's basically just the Jack Bird show. He scored a try and only got 47, which I guess is, falls into the disappointing category. Yeah, but I don't know. Like this, I, I feel like a lot of this round was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of... Uh, Big scores, I suppose. Scoring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, like you and Aiken is probably the bright spot from this game because you know he, he put up the majority of his score in base stats for the most part. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's just a, a rough one. Just hope he improves, I suppose. You know, he'll take a forty-seven for sure. Yeah, exactly. Take a forty-seven in your centers all day. So, uh, speaking of, of you know big scores in the centers, though, moving across to the Panthers, Isaac Targo, obviously fantastic score, uh, sixty-one points, scored a try, looked like uh, you know a keeper center in the way that he plays. You know, makes lots of tackles, you know, lo- runs the ball a lot, does all this tough stuff. Um, mate, what's your uh, what's your feelings on Targo? Twenty-nine tackles, eighty-five meters, as well as that try. Oh, it was fun to watch, wasn't it? Um, yeah, just glad I started with him because I know a lot of people didn't and they're, you know, panicking and pivoting to him this week. And, you know, look, I can't mm. blame you. I think he's he seems like he's in for at least another 150000 in prize prizes. So, um, yeah. yeah, great cash cow. Yeah, wouldn't be our pod. <laughs> we're we're stri- firmly pro, pro-Targo in the preseason, guys, so that's one for the good guys here. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Crichton, obviously 57 with a try, um, doing a good job there in the right centre spot. He actually scores better at right centre. I don't actually know if you know that. Interesting. Um, I did a bit of a look at it, um, games versus like where he plays at centre, where Matt Burton is in the team versus when he wasn't in the team. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously in the games when Burton wasn't in the team, he was at left centre. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like five, six point better, five, six points better at right center. Interesting. So, That's very interesting. Yeah, which would is have, weird. Would you would think that. it would be the opposite. Hmm. Yeah. I um I uncovered that the other day after we'd sort of talked about him and uh, ad nauseum, and I wanted to just keep that little nugget for myself. So, <laughs> but now I've shared it with the world. Uh, obviously, no Cleary again this week. Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Uh, I mean, outside of those two centers. Obviously, the big thing here, Moses Leota's gone for eight weeks mm-hmm. and brings Spencer Leniu into the starting team. There's been a vigorous debate in our Facebook group today on Spencer Leniu and the merits of starting with him versus any of the other Panthers. But I can't help but think that the primary beneficiary of Leota's injury is going to be Isaiah Yeo and Liam Martin. Yeah, you think they're going to pick up uh, a bigger minute role? Is your thoughts? Yeah, mate. I'm, I think that Yeo's going to be 80 minutes until further notice, personally. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, kick out doesn't play eighty. 
Coruscant doesn't play 80. I mean, he can, but, you know, Fisher Harris is only playing 55, 60 minutes at the moment. Same with Kikau. So you have to imagine somebody in this pack is going to play 80, and Yo's obviously key to their attack. He's the guy that I was tossing up with Harry Grant, actually. I had a look at his 2020 scoring, uh, and it's like in games where he plays at least 50 minutes, it was like 58 points, and that was before the, the turnover tackle stat. Ooh, spicy. So, I mean, he's definitely somebody, and he's fairly cheap. Like, he's in the same, what is he, in the mid-50s price range, you know, BE range now. Um, so, I mean, he's somebody, he's a pod, 5.2%. Uh, the only downside with him, obviously, he's going to play Origin. So, um, but, I mean, he's somebody, if you're looking for a mid to replace Christian Welch, he's probably the the top pick of what I would recommend. Mm, no, I like it. I, yeah, I do like that. There's, I mean, there's not a whole lot of uh, options out there, I suppose, if you needed a mid. Yeah, not a bad one. Yeah, no, so just, just definitely one to, one to sort of have a look at. I think he's going to be a bit safer than a guy like Arrow, who obviously is cheaper, but, you know, we're a bit more volatile in terms of where his scoring range is. Um, but, yeah, basically I really just want the two centers in this team and that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think anyone considering Spencer Lenu, um, just give it one week. Uh, you know, his break even is 30 going into next week. So Leota was playing in like a 35 to 40 minute role. That's basically been his role for the last couple of years. Um, you know, let's assume Lenu slots into that role uh, and he's, you know, puts up a, you know, say, 38 points in 40 minutes this week. Um, his break even's only going to go up about, uh, sorry, his price is only going to go up about eight thousand. So you're not you're not losing anything by waiting a week. You're probably gaining a, you're gaining a lot more information, and you know you'll have a surer thing if you just give it one week. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're going to get exactly double the amount of information that you got like this season so far. So mm. yeah, perfect. Exactly. Hashtag quick maths. Quick maths. <laughs> All right, moving along to the Roosters versus Manly game. Obviously, uh, what I would. I mean, a lot of people were saying disappointing from Tedesco, but 32 from a wing fullback, if that's a, if that's a, they play a terrible game and they get 32, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, well, the way the Roosters play, you'd you take that. I think a lot of people were yeah. expecting a triple lap, um, loading up uh, on a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, or, you know, afternoon game at the SCG. They were probably expecting 100, but um, yeah, they just didn't yep. turn up. No, no. And I mean, obviously, the, yeah, the whole Roosters team, you know, didn't score particularly well. Obviously, Billy Smith went out with, early with a HAA. Connor Watson went off and then came back on right at the end to salvage his score, probably thanks to Victor Radley uh, going out early. I mean, he's one, depending on how far his price goes down, you know, him and Brandon Smith are two guys that I'm going to sort of plug into the, the watch list and sort of see where yeah. they get to. Yeah, Brandon Smith's one that gets me quite excited um, after that too. His break-even is 88 now. Um, Bradley, yeah. I think his break-even is 61, so he probably doesn't have as far to fall. Um, no. So I don't, I don't know if he gets me as excited there, but Brandon Smith is definitely one to put on the watch list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, obviously, Billy Smith, his price is going to go down. I wouldn't be rushing out to sell him. I think you bought him for a reason. I'm sort of happy to just plug him in, you know, keep plugging him in and see what happens. Yeah, as long as he holds that center spot, I'm just going to give him a few more weeks, I think, because I think he's going to bounce yep. back. I think if you think the Roosters aren't going to be wooden spooners this year, hold him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And then obviously Angus Crichton, same thing as well. He didn't really get a lot of attacking at- ability. I was really worried at halftime 
but you know, he managed to make 40 tackles and 113 meters in a terrible performance somehow with zero attacking stats. So, I mean, you take that uh, all day from, from, you know, that team. So, I mean, that's probably a good sign for what his floor is. And I mean, obviously we know where his ceiling is, uh, but you know, obviously I certainly wouldn't be rushing out to buy anyone in this Roosters team at all at the moment. Um, I think they're more of a, like, if you got them, hold them. If you don't have them, don't, you know. What are you, what are you doing if you're one of the people that jumped on Sam Walker in round one? Are you holding? No, selling immediately. <laughs> yeah. Sell him for anyone. I sell him to Billy Walters this week. <laughs> oh, mate, the, OTL, the OTL boys won't like that one. Oh, mate, it's one of the old, that's one of the old time, that's one of the old time great mistakes, that one. That's, yeah, um, it's it's not great. It's not great stuff. But I mean, I mean, he could bounce back and make me look silly this week. But I really don't think he's going to. So, yeah. Well, you know, look at the bright side. Either I'm right, or I've helped all the Sam Walker owners. So, you know, one way or another, it's uh, it's good news for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball here, Turbo. Speaking of you know, guys that with quite games, um, you know, mate, as you, as you know, I was one uh, offload to hand away from predicting his score perfectly uh, on Twitter on Thursday night, so, which was... So close to being a wizard. Yeah, and it was the worst offload I've ever seen as well. <laughs> like, I've seen some absolute rubbish offloads, and it was like, I reckon it went 15 metres in the air and 20 metres back and just landed in Marty Tapau's hands, and he was like, what am I going to do with this? And just you know like, it, normally, normally I'm the one throwing this. You know what it looked like? It looked like in bloody AFL where like the umpires do like the, the touch throw it. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, that one yeah, where it goes yeah, like 20 yeah. meters in the air. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, maybe he was practicing. Maybe, yeah. Good career change. He's going to Israel full hour. Yep. He's, he's going to go to the Gold Coast Suns. No, yeah, smart. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, I mean, obviously Cherry Evans, good score. Uh, he probably was the only one that really bucked the trend of the halves this week. Um, I'm not 100% confident that I'm backing that in to continue, but, I mean, he's still up. I mean, he's a gun, gun, stay guns. But, yeah, 100 metres for tackle busts and, um, and two offloads to go with his 550 kick metres. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot, lot of reliance there. On um on some you know non sticky stats, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes moving forward. I mean, Manly obviously a good team, and he does score well with Turbo in the team. But I'm much more interested in the other other Turbo mate, King Plotter. Yes, he's, he's back. back. He is back. <laughs> the king of his plotting powers. He put up what fifty six points. He is back, mate. Yep, fifty six tackles for fifty six fantasy points. That's you gotta love it. Yeah, you do have to love it, mate. And, I mean, he's another one. As much as we are laughing about this, he's another one. Like, if you were on Welch, it's a pretty short jump up to Gerbo, another yeah. one who's going to play Origin. How many bloody Origin players is there in this New South Wales? You know, they can't. surely they can't pick all these blokes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, obviously Gerbo, he's going he's gonna to play Origin. Uh, but, I mean, he's pretty good for 65 to 80 minutes every week. With Dylan Walker back, it'll be interesting to see what actually happens there with that rotation. Mm. Um, and then obviously Bullymore was just looking like an absolute trap until he did that massive try. But <laughs> I wonder if that try. maybe is I wonder if that's maybe giving people a uh, a false sense of security on his fantasy prospects for this week. Yeah, he looked 
awful. Um, just in terms of footy wise, he he just didn't look convincing. He was didn't wasn't running particularly hard. Um, the only saving grace I could say is that they don't play Penrith every week because Penrith just came out and blew him <laughs> off the park. It, it felt like Penrith was starting every single set on their own forty meter line, like like Dylan Edwards yeah. was collecting the ball at thirty five and getting tackled, you know, near halfway. And Manly would just spent the yeah. entire night just rucking it out from their own ten. Like man, uh, yeah. Penrith just never took the foot off the accelerator. Manly never had a chance. So yeah, I don't think there's any way to go but up in terms of footy performance. So we'll see how that translates into fantasy. Uh, so I mean, is Bully Moore somebody you feel more or confident, more or less confident with this week than you did last week? Uh, slightly less confident. Um, my only hope is that you know he's not playing Penrith. No, fair enough. All right. Next one here, and obviously Turbo. I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be questions in there like, I bought Turbo, what do I do with him? So maybe we'll just come back to that if if and when we have those questions. I haven't actually read any of the questions yet. Sure. Gold Coast Titans. Uh, Sexty was, mate, he was on a roll. He was on like 25 after 20 minutes or something like that, finished on 47 or well, 45. It was just a bit of a weird game, eh? It was so many points and just completely yeah. opposite to every other game for the entire weekend. Yeah, he, he was going really well. Like, I think he was in the low 30s at halftime. Um, and then just, yeah, second half, just scoring went off a cliff. Like, it was only only four blokes managed to managed to score over 50 in that game. Um, you know, Sean Lane got a try to help him get there. Uh, yeah, it was just an awful fantasy game, uh, just overall. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had Bo Fermore out on the... in the centres, which didn't do any favours for his fantasy stocks. Mo Fodawaka... Here's another one I had a little bit of interest in in the preseason. Um, not enough to sort of highlight him, but somebody I was looking at. And then, um, yeah, he was just 30 points. Aaron Clark got a try and still only got 40-something. Um, so, so, obviously, here you go. No, I was just going to say, I'm actually a little bit more encouraged with uh, Fodawaker because he played 58 minutes. Um, yeah. Like, we know what his PPM is historically. Like, he's not going to score 34 and 58 every single week. Like, I just think this game is an outlier. There's just so many bloody points there that none of the middle... Like, the only middle player that scored over 40 points was Tino and Eric Clark, who had that big, ridiculous try. So, yeah, other yeah. than Tino, you know, no one, no middle scored over 40. Like, I have to think that every middle in this game is going to score better in the future. Yeah, and I mean, you got him in, you know, Mr. Tar- plays like looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane Jr. Paulo. Uh, and hopefully both of those guys can bounce back and, and become a value for, for people looking to potentially pick people up. Is Fodawaka somebody you'd target if you were a Welch owner? I think so. If you think this 58 minutes is going to keep up, um, mm. it, it's a tough one because like he, he's one that I would love to wait a week on because his break-even is 59 now after this poor Eels game. So you'd be able to find yeah. out if you know if this 55 to 60-minute rolls is a, a thing moving forward. And if it is, uh, you know he's definitely going to be one to target because... You know, say he scores 55 this week, he'll be a touch below 600K. That, that would be an absolute bargain. Yeah. yeah, mate, absolutely. And, I mean, he's another origin player, unfortunately. But, you know, mm. I guess it seems to be like every time I look at a player, I'm like, oh, yeah, they play origin. And it's like there's not really a lot of players that are good that are not playing origin aside from, you know, obviously a, cu- a very select few. So, um, and obviously for feeder, pretty promising considering how uninvolved he was as well. That big line break obviously pushed him along. He got 51. Uh, he's someone I can just afford to go uh, Welch to Fafida with my bank. Ooh. Like I've got – I'd have like 5K left or something, but 
uh, like I just I'm not actually convinced that there's a hundred grand difference. I'm not convinced there's any scoring difference between Fafita, Fafita and Grant, let alone a hundred k worth. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. Like I sort of had Fafita pegged for somewhere between 60. low to yeah low sixties, maybe mid sixties if he can fire again. Um, yeah, the worry for me was always with Fafita was keeping the try scoring rate up because it was so high last year and the rules were on steroids. Yeah, you know, that's a good if point. he dropped back to a 35 try scoring rate with turnover tackles, he's probably a 58 to 60 average player, which is still a gun. Mm. Um, and I mean, at a hated on K, that was about where he was worth, and he's a genuine captaincy option on any given week. He can put up 120 points. So, mm. uh, for the Warriors here, obviously, they get Reese Walsh back and lose uh, paper bag man Sean Johnson for a month. Uh, so that sees Ash Taylor come into the team. Cody Nicarima dropped, uh, which is a bit fun and probably what they should have done before the season. Um, Ewan Aitken stays on the edge in they bring in Arthurs and Pompey, which is great news. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's all business as usual. Nobody in particular. I mean, Curran had a really big score, but I can't help but think that that was an outlier. I mean, it might not have been. Um, he's a good player. He's just expensive now, you know. He's 700K. Yeah. But, I mean, if he's going to score 72 and 66 every week, he's fine. Yeah, but That's true. I mean, that's it's kind of a weird – it's kind of a weird, like, 40 – he got a line break and a try assist, which kind of inflated the the scoring. But without that even, like, that's only nine points. Without that, he's still 61 and 66 for 700K, which is, you know, pretty good. You know, and it's all just base stats. Um, my worry is what happens to him when Torhu comes back. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd assume he oh, – yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think he probably moves to an edge, um, probably knocks Katoa out, I, I would think. Mm. Um, and, you know, maybe he's, he plays a bit of lock when Tohu has a rest. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be my thoughts. So, I mean, if he it's was playing on an it, interesting one. Yeah, if he was playing on an edge, though, like I, I just couldn't see him averaging in the low 60s. Yeah, no, I think he's just one. If you got him, that's great. If you don't have him, I wouldn't be rushing to get him. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much it for the worries for Newell Blake. A little bit quiet, but, you know, that's part of his scoring your, pattern. Your boy Katoa nabbed a try too. He did nab a try. You're right. As anyone's on Katoa, you're just going to hold him and, and pray now, I think. He played 70 minutes, uh, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's fine for him. He can score 45 average playing 70 minutes, no problem. So... <laughs> Just keep riding the wave. Cronulla Sharks obviously started pretty slow, Hines, and he sort of he seemed to get better as the game went on and actually sort of had a fairly good score here. Um, only 270 kick metres, which is promising for his long-term sort of scoring. Um, you know, kick three goals, try assist, but nothing sort of unreasonable from a halves perspective. He did run for 120 metres, but that's kind of his, his game. So, I mean, all up, it's probably a promising signs for Hines. Yeah, I was pretty in- impressed. I was pretty encouraged by this because, um, like, his scoring in the first half was, you know, pretty poor because the Sharks didn't have the ball. You know, the Raiders just dominated possession. I think they were at close to 70% possession by halftime. Um, mm. So the moment they actually did get a little bit of ball is, is when Hines put up the majority of his points. So, you know, that's – and he's yeah. an attacking player. So, yeah, I was pretty encouraged by that, that he managed to get um, 53 under those circumstances. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm pretty happy with him now. So he's one I'm definitely, you know, he's a he's a keeper wing fullback slash bench, you know, 
a dual sort of option, I, th- I think, for me this year. So I'm yeah, not going to be in any hurry to move, do anything with him, I think. So, yeah, so is he one that you would buy? Uh, I mean, I, I think so. I, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, he's dual and wing fullback. Good wing fullbacks are hard to come by. If, if you're in the market for a 600K bloke, yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, outside of that, obviously, uh, Fanu can put up a really good score uh, and played some big minutes there. We've got McInnes lurking in number 19, though, so you have to think, um, you know, he's probably leaning more into the trap space than the buy space. Mm. I, don't, I don't trust him. Like, his, his PPM, in the same way that I was talking about Bodawaker, we know his PPM isn't bloody 0.5. We know Fanukin's PPM isn't 0.9, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty close to 0.5, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, I'll tell you what, every time I see this photo of Fanukin, all I can think of is Shrek when he turns into a human being. <laughs> Fiona! The, the good-looking Shrek from the second one with Puss in Boots. That's yeah. all I can picture when I look at his photo on there. Like, it's good. I like You know, his character's supposed to be good-looking. So, you know, but Do the roar. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Puss in Boots. This is now a Shrek podcast. Somebody once told me. Hmm? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that's your first singing, mate. Congratulations. Yeah, it's only you. taken you. It's only taken you two seasons, but you're 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 on. Shrek gets me up and about, mate. What can I say? Yeah, good, good man. Um, but in all, in all seriousness, no, with the Sharks, it's basically Heinz or, or or bust. Teague Wilton, obviously, big score with a try. Um, if you got him, hang on. If you don't, uh, wouldn't be going out of my way to buy him. Yeah, correct. Thank you, mate. I know I'm correct, but thank you for telling me. That's good. Just uh, reinforcing you, mate. Good, good, good job, mate. Uh, all right, on to the Eels. Uh, they lose Sean Russell, uh, which, you know, everyone was sticking the boot into me about Sean Russell up until the point where he had the boot stuck into him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now, uh, obviously, everyone's burning a trade, getting rid of him, uh, which, you know, is is uh, it sucks for Sean Russell. Obviously, he's pretty seriously injured, but, I mean, um, you know, if that's not the fantasy gods uh, giving and then taking away in the space of 15 minutes, I don't know what is. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, mate, the one that I'm really, I mean, obviously I'm pretty upset about Junior Paulo. I think he's going to write the ship. I'm going to give that another week or two and sort of see what happens. If he puts up another 30, he's going to be straight on a boat to, you know, somewhere that's not in my team. But, um, mate, read Marnie. Mm. He uh, he. obviously, we had a couple of people that went, you know, parties at 9.6% ownership, only scored 36 points in 80 minutes. He's obviously another one that, you know, was massively, um, you know, he, he normally makes 45 tackles a game. He made 25 in this game. Mm. Um, he's someone that should be going straight on the buy list for me now. Yeah, well, like he, he, what he lost twenty k, seventy nine break even. Yeah, he's got to be one to to target, I suppose. Once Randall sort of peaked, he could, you know, hopefully he's bottling me out at the same time. But yeah, going to get some nice discounts. Brandon Smith as well could have plenty of hookers in a minute. Yeah, yeah, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. And the one thing with Reed Marnie is you're definitely going to have. Well, I mean, theoretically, both of them guys could play Origin. Hmm. Um, but you know, they're Queensland Origin players. So that's all right. You can have as many of them as you want. They don't do a lot of work and. Instead of Origin time, anyway, so um, they just stand behind the Gold Coast, the goalpost, while Nathan Cleary kicks goals. <laughs> um, 
but mate, outside of that, obviously Moses, big game. If you started with him, um, it's probably good. And um, you know, hang on. Uh, if you didn't start with him, I'm 51 though, mate. The commentators were making out like he was the second coming of Jonathan Thurston. He scored 51 fantasy points, and this is okay. the problem here, right? Six goals, three try assists, no fantasy points. Yeah, um, I mean, normally he's a, you know, obviously he's not going to do that every week. Um, normally he's yeah. a seven tackles and 190 Ooh. kick meters. Yeah, normally he's like a he's like a four to five hundred meter kick guy, but you know you take away a a, a try assist or two, and that's going to where the kick meters are, and you're looking at a high forties, yeah. low fifties type of guy, which is where we were projecting him. Yep, yep. So I mean, all up, you know, I think that the the choice on him versus Sexton is still up in the air. It's I mean Moses in front by six points at the moment, but those things change pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, outside of that, obviously, Papali'i, good score. He had a nice break down the sideline, which helps. Um, uh, we did see Dylan Brown go to centre when Jake Arthur came on, uh, which is something that they tried in the trials and everyone was blowing up about it. And I was like, well, you know, you saw that actually happen in the trials. Like, surely it can't be ever supply surprise. But they've changed up the team. So they've got Madison out with a hamstring injury. They've got... Uh, Nathan Brown back, Oregon Kafusi is going to start. I have to imagine that's going to swap and it's going to be Nathan Brown starting. Um, but they've gone yeah. the four forward bench now. It, it, I mean, it could be a, a fitness thing for Nathan Brown. You know, he's been injured. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a full preseason. So I'm, I'm tipping that's probably the case that he's just, they're just working him back into it. But yeah, no, four forward bench. Um, I guess Ray Stone could potentially play hooker if need be, but. Yeah, it's a heavy, heavy pack. I'm more worried it? about it for a guy like a a Papali'i or a, a Junior Paulo in terms of the minutes than anything yep. else. Just, Bryce you know, Cartwright like, coming on. Yeah, Bryce Cartwright comes on, plays a little bit of edge. Papali'i has a rest, goes to the middle for a little bit. You know, Ray Stone comes onto the edge or whatever. I don't know. All up, it's probably just not great for anyone there in that in that team. It'll be interesting. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on, on Paulo and he could end up on my shit list really quick. So... <laughs> I'm giving him one more week to to show me something that's not Jane. Uh, otherwise, he's going to be he's going to be getting yeeted out of my team. So, <laughs> moving on to the Cowboys, not Juggernaut and the Raiders. Oh, mate, that was a really tough game of football to watch on Sunday afternoon. Oh, Lord. But yeah, in in direct contrast to the Raiders versus Sharks game, which was fantastic to watch. But, um, I mean, there's some bright sparks in this Cowboys team being Hamaso, 50-plus score with a try, though. Um, could have had a second one. Uh, <laughs> Should have didn't... had a second one. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a one-eyed Cowboys fan, and, I mean, it's pretty – I'm sort of on the line about whether I thought it was – yeah, whether mate, I thought if, it was a try or not. But... Mate, if Billy Slater's was a try, that was a try. Come on, just give yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were robbed. Well, Rob, I just don't want to do the Ricky Stewart, mate. I don't want to be that guy that gets on and complains around no. the referees. I've you, got enough complaining to do without complaining about the referees. Like, yeah, you, you have to start with criticising the team. Like, when you end the game, the game's on the line and your last two plays are two hit-ups. Your halves don't touch the ball once. Like, yeah. you, you need to start blaming the coach, you know, blaming the team, blaming the coach and not the referees. So yeah. that seems to be the start point. 100%. And, like, someone said to me the other day, I was like, oh, said to me about and I said, oh, the problem is, you know, if you let yourself within striking distance of the team that's got the back-to-back wooden spoons or 15th place, then, you know, you don't deserve to win. You, know, and you <laughs> yeah. can't blame the referees. 
Yeah. My mate, I, I was alluded to you off air. I have a, a funny story okay. uh, about the Cowboys or in the space of the Cowboys. It's actually completely unrelated to the Cowboys until right at the end of the story. But, um, yeah, I just I thought it was funny, so I'll, t- I'll tell you about it on air. So um, in my time when I'm not doing fantasy stuff, uh, obviously you know this, Ryan, but, you know, the, the average pub- public doesn't. I actually run a, a construction company and um, – We've uh, we've done some aggressive expanding recently, and I've um, I've just hired a new project manager at work. And I was sitting in my interview the other day with him, and I'm going, "Geez, this bloke looks really familiar." And I was trying to work out who he looked like. And I was like, "Oh, mate, he's is just absolutely driving me crazy trying to work out who this guy looks like." I worked it out. Yeah, it's Todd Payton. <laughs> he looks exactly like Todd Payton. Did you fire him a, immediately? No, he's a mate. He's a British Todd Payton. I'll tell you not. And and like, mate, it is it is uncanny how much this guy looks like Todd Payton. It's unreal. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, at work tomorrow. I'm gonna ask his permission to take a photo of him, and I'll put on the group, and I'll be like, out of ten, how much does this bloke look like Todd Payton? <laughs> I reckon it's a it's a nine point three out of ten face match. He'd be able to use his driver's license, no problems. <laughs> Do you reckon we could like kidnap Todd Payton, replace him with this bloke, and just get him to like <laughs> do all of the fantasy things we want? Robson playing eight. Mate, we do we do really well up until the post match interview when his Manchester <laughs> came out. Oh yeah, but, good point. Mate, yeah, it's yeah, it was it was it was mate, it was good. So and it took me like a full twenty four hours to work it out. But yeah, and then when I worked it out, I was like, oh, that's right, it's Todd Payton. Okay. Anyway, oh, um, but yeah, but mate, out, I say outside of Hammer, obviously, good stuff from Jeremiah Nanoi, uh, Tom Alolo, <laughs> obviously, point of a uh, big conversation this week. For some reason, Ben Teo has felt the need to chime in on the fact that, you know, the coach isn't using him properly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bleep this out. You know, I'm not going to bleep it out. What the does Ben Teo know about how many minutes Tom Alolo should be playing? <laughs> Shut up, mate. You have no like you have no grounds to talk about this. You you know, you haven't been re- relevant in rugby league for 10 years now. Go away. <laughs> Feed him. <laughs> yeah. Dead set. No. Mate, he's just come off a hamstring injury. He didn't play a single yeah. minute of a trial game all preseason. He played 50 something minutes in round 1 against the Bulldogs. No one gives a shit. You know, yeah. shut up, mate. Yeah. Like and, not to mention, not to mention, it is still hot as shit in Townsville. Did you see how many players were cramping up like at the end of that game? Can you imagine being Jason Tomalolo's size and playing football in early March in Townsville and being like, oh, yeah, mate, we're just going to leave you out there for 70 minutes? What after sort not of having freaking a moron does that? Yeah, after, after, after no pre-season. preseason. Yeah, and, you, you know, just coming off an injury-riddled 2021 season. It's, it's sheer stupidity, mate. It's sheer stupidity. Anyway, so the main beneficiary of that was um, the man that I told everybody not to buy, Tom Gilbert, who you guys all took great pleasure in sticking the boot into me <laughs> about. Um, and you know, in fairness, I do I do give it out a fair bit, and you know, I I I, I like to think I took it fairly well. Um, you know, albeit I was wrapped up in the emotions of losing to the Bulldogs, plus him, you know, just scoring his first ever try and playing seventy one minutes. You know, but I really like. I mean. Are you on board with me that you just think that's that's not a regular thing and and he's not a buy and you th- you actually do think he's a trap as well, don't you? Um, I really like Gilbert from a footy perspective, but from a fantasy oh, yeah. perspective, no, 
He's a great footy player. I'd lo- I, yeah. I would love him to play 70 minutes a week. I'd, I'd love him to do it, but I just don't think that that's his role in that team. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I tend to think he's going to be about a 60-minute type of player, like 30 on an edge, 30 in the middle type of thing. That's yeah. uh, like similar to the Jai Arrow role. That's sort of like what I'm expecting from Gilbert. Hmm. Yeah, but the problem is if it's 50 or 25 and 25 and it's 50 minutes or 25 and 30, then you you know you, and his PPM is not it's not he's not Marty Tapao, you know that that those sort of minutes is going to net you a forty average out of him, which is the problem. So and I think like if you started with him, that's great, and obviously keep riding the wave. But I think more often than not, you're going to be seeing thirty eight to forty three, not sixty seven with a try. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It's just it's hard to uh, it's hard to know exactly how many minutes he would have played. Like given that what Timur Brown did his hammy and only played what like yeah. twenty or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to know exactly what his role is going to be yeah. moving forward. Um, given the rotation, talk- you ha- have to imagine that Tono Brown would have come back on for Gilbert. That's what I would have thought. And plus, like I am expecting Tomalolo's minutes to increase as he works into the season as well. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to average 51 minutes for the year. I, I think it is going to be closer to 55 to 60 once he does, yeah. you know, have that, have that fitness up and the weather starts to get a little bit easier in Townsville. Yeah, he's like the NRL equivalent of Derek Henry in the NFL. Yeah, you got to warm him up. As the American yeah. Derek Yeti, you know, the, the colder the weather, the better he gets. That's, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. So, um, mate, but outside of that, this Cowboys team is basically, if you don't have Nano, I get him. And and that's pretty much it, really, isn't it? Yeah, whole Tumalolo if you've got him. Um, but yeah, by Nano. Yep. Yep. Shifting across to the Raiders, Chance Nickel Clock star, low forty score, which is exactly where we had him projected. Um, Kotrick bad score, which is how we had him projected. Uh, no no um Schneider this week, he's out with COVID. Um, and apparently uh, the 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 Raiders unvaccinated contingent are gonna play. Um it's like anti-doping. I don't know how that works. But um, Trevelyan obviously comes onto the bench in place of Hodgson, who obviously is out and, and Starling gets promoted. <sighs> I mean, you probably would have wanted to have seen an outside back on the bench, wouldn't you, For if you were going to take a punt on Starling? Yeah, I don't think you can now. Like Hooker on the bench and apparently Hodgson's, what, two to three weeks. So, yeah, just don't yeah. touch Starling. Just wait till, wait till either he, or Hodgson cops a longer-term injury or just wait till next year. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, in this Raiders team, it's really – there's nobody here that I'm particularly going out of my way to purchase. Yeah, not really, hey. Um, no. no one's really uh, sticking the hand out to me. I'm going to be at this game on Saturday, the Cowboys-Raiders game, so I'll be yelling at Peyton yeah. for you, mate. I'll, I'll yell at Peyton to get tumble all along. Just um, make sure you actually yell at Peyton and not my new staff member because he seems like a <laughs> Just for Parley went all right, or Papali'i, I should say. He's, what, 56 mm-hmm. and 55? It's solid seven tackle busts. Yep. Big man. Yeah, the the big worry for him is is just con- getting consistent minutes in this Raiders team mm. that where Ricky changes his minutes rotations like he changes his underwear, which is you know once every couple of weeks. Yeah. You just know that like because t- Tarpany <laughs> played Tarpany played forty four last week. You just know he's going to play fifty five and probably he's going to yeah. play forty four. He's going to shuffle around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Knights and the Tigers. Uh, Knights obviously uh, got the jump on the Roosters. Um, this team on paper is just absolutely terrible, but they, I mean, they obviously Gagod um, steered him to victory. He's back, Gagod, the man. 
Yeah. Uh, did he not get a single Dally M point? Is that right? Yeah, I saw that. Well, but Pongo got like two, I think. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on Caelan Pongo. There's not enough space on this podcast for a Cowboys yeah. rant out of Pongo rant. <laughs> but, um, I mean, obviously, Fitzgibbon, big score with a try. Um, not expecting that to continue. Our cousin was no, a no, little just... bit underwhelmed with Kurt Mann. No, no try from Fitzgibbon. He had Didn't just he get a, line... a try? Was no, he had just... a line break, but no try. I'm looking at his oh, stats. Okay. He had... Maybe. Did he, he have four offloads? Try? He had four offloads, though. Okay. I'm sure I saw him score a try. Maybe I'm going crazy. Hmm. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, four offloads, four tackle bus, 105 metres. That's a pretty nice stat line. I guess the worry for me is when Barnett gets fit, what happens with that lineup? Yeah, you have to think. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if Fitzgibbon plays like that, maybe they he keep playing the well. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's always been one that, like, if you give him good ball, he's he can attack. But I think maybe just I think he's on the same side as Clune, and maybe he's just you know dumping it off to him and and letting him do the work, which is you know very Adam Clune. But it works for Fitzgibbon and works for the Knights, obviously. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, quite possible. Um, Kurt Mann, forty five, it's kind of a bit ho hum. Um, yeah, I think the Phoenix. We, I think. The um, Phoenix Crossland sin bidding hurt him a little bit because he had to play 10 minutes mm. at Booker. I don't think he's going to do that normally. No, and I mean, the other thing as well is they were on top a fair bit of the game. So he only got 30 tackles in, which you have to imagine he's going to make more tackles than that in games where uh, they're, mm. they're less good, um, which you have to think is going to happen more regularly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think he's still, he's obviously good. You know, I wouldn't be going out of my way to buy anyone that's not Randall or Kurt Mann in this team, though. Yeah, me either. I don't think it's uh, yeah. Just play on for now, Other, uh, unless you want yeah. Gagod, mate. It's never a bad time to buy Gagod. Oh no, mate! <laughs> Queensland State of Origin legend to you, Gagod. Absolutely. Uh, Tigers, PG, pretty good score. Um, I mean, outside of that, it's all fairly not very interesting. Um, yeah, not really. Hey, Brooksy got the goal kicking over Jackson Hastings. Yep. As expected. Uh, oh, and yeah. Tulungi obviously uh, looked really good from a footy perspective. Uh, was scoring pretty good and then I guess maybe seemed to slow down. Yeah, when Melbourne started um, just absolutely blitzing it in the second half, it didn't get much opportunity. Yeah, in fact, I, I, 100% I'd take a 38 in 70 minutes against the Storm from a brand new edgeback rower. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, he looked really good and I think that things are only going to be better for him moving forward. Um, I can't see him turning into a gun keeper unless he plays eighty minutes every week. But I mean, he's a he's a should be a surefire, pretty solid cash cow. Mm. What about um, Stefano? Uh, you know, I think this is what we sort of expected that he was only going to play about fifty minutes in this pack, and could be a little bit of a yep. trap. And it seems to be the case, especially with bloody Tyron Peachy playing fifty six minutes. Um, if if you started with Stefano, twelve percent of teams did. Are you are you holding? Are you jumping off? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah. It's probably the same situation as Junior Paulo. You just got to wait a week, see what happens, and then yeet him. Or, mm. we'll see. What, I mean, they've got no more Jock Madden. Oh, not not Jock Madden. Luke Garner. I don't know why I said Jock Madden. I'm looking at his name <laughs> on the sheet here. Um, Luke Garner's off the bench here, um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Tuolangi. Whether he plays a full eighty, or if they push Joe O out there instead, or or what? Even safe um, out, maybe. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. They have a couple of guys there who aren't big minute middles. You know, they've got Musgrove, Seifarth, Tamu, all sort of realistically all three of those guys might not play 80 between them. Mm. Uh, But 
you know, they got Joe O, Stefano, Peachy, and Twal, who are more than capable of all playing 60 plus minutes. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird team. It is, isn't you know, it? Just, yeah. Yep. Oh, well. And um, last game on the Sunday here, Bulldogs, Broncos. Uh, Bulldogs, obviously, surprise. <laughs> can we call it a surprise win? I guess we can. Um, Pangai, late withdrawal. He's named again. Um, I mean, fantasy wise, it's bad news for Matt Burton, as predicted, and obviously, great news for Max King, who looks like an absolute jet. Yeah, he's Max King's the goat. He's a two ppm bloke. That's just what you could expect from him moving forward. He's going to average two ppm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, no, just yeah, absolutely amazing. Just ride the price rises minus four if you don't break minus four break even if you don't have him. Get on this week. Um, the train's leaving the station. Yep, no, good stuff. And then the Broncos, obviously, uh, Billy Walters, bop, bop, bomb on the 17. Between Adam Reynolds and Albert Kelly, you have to imagine he's going to get another opportunity through injury pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Payne Haas, obviously, absolute jet. Um, you know, you should have all got him aside from me because I'm a dud. Uh, but I mean, uh, I, I, the, this is, but this is exactly how this, they line up now. That's kind of what I was worried about. They get Hetherington back. He's going to play 50 minutes probably. Um, you know, they're not going to dominate the Rabbitohs every week. Um, I mean, but Haas did look awesome. And then they're going to get Flegler back in a week or two as well. Um, mm. And that was kind of more where my worry was than his first couple of weeks. I sort of figured I was going to get pounded for the first couple of weeks. Um, but I guess Haas is another one of those. Just, you know, ride it out and see what happens and keep the C on him until further notice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty happy to keep the C on him. <laughs> yep, that, good stuff. All right, moving into some listener questions. Um, so, Ryan, mate, uh, before we get into these listener questions, obviously, uh, Punt Club sponsors, I think the, the, the joining of the Punt Club is now closed. Is that right? Uh, no, it closes at 8 p.m. on Thursday, um, New South Wales okay. time. So, yeah, if uh, you've got up until kickoff, Round two, not too late to get in. And we had a pretty good week one too. Um, yeah. Well, how did we uh, go? Uh, we finished about, about just under $1,000 up after week one. So, yeah, a couple of good bets. And we've already mm-hmm. got a few bets on for this week too. We took um, we took the Titans minus five and a half before that line shifted to eight and a half with Sean Johnson being out. And we've taken the uh, Broncos to beat the Bulldogs uh, minus one and a half at $2 as well. So, yeah, yeah if you're already getting some good value there, we're, uh, we're going well. Just panned the unders last week. It's a good yeah, play. mate. Well, I mean, obviously, the big thing is we thought that the scoring would go down. We backed it on the punters club and were rewarded with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've done a, you know, it's just some good values. You know, the, obviously, there is a lot of, you know, overlap between fantasy and and this sort of stuff. So, guys, if you're interested in signing up, obviously, shares for as little as twenty dollars per share, um, and you can buy up to fifty shares. Obviously, make sure you gamble responsibly. Um, we just, uh, yeah, just jump in. We put all the bets on. You don't have to do anything, and hopefully we get a payout at the end for you. Um, you know, worst-case scenario, you get to, you know, ridicule us mercilessly, which I know you love to do for losing your 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, and, um, um, mate, I guess the other thing as well is with Punt Club, uh, obviously you don't when you sign up for Punt Club, you don't just have to sign up for our club, and that's all. So, obviously, you can run multiple clubs, and I know um, a lot of people run punters' clubs with their mates. And, I mean, how does a normal – I mean, because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, this is, like, basically how a normal punters' club works where you all put mu- the same amount of money in every week mm-hmm. and then you take turns betting, and, like, if you win, you get to bet again, and if you lose, 
you, you don't get to bed again? Is that how it works, basically? Or? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it's usually a bit of good fun with your mates. I used to do it uh, back yeah. in my, my cactus days with uh, <laughs> with um, some mates. Yeah, no, it's it's usually a lot of good fun to, you know, so take a bet on the uh, – just just make sure you're not picking a mate that's uh, betting on, you know, bloody uh, – Blondfontaine or something. Yeah, or you, don't want, you don't want, like, the Norwegian handball bet at 3 in the morning, like, waking up to that notification. So make sure you've got somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get a get a couple of mates together. Start a punters club with Punk Club. Obviously, they do a fantastic job. Um, they're uh, they're sponsoring our charity bet, and I believe we're going to have our first charity bet this week. So I'm really hoping that Zach, who won our overall league, is going to get in touch with me because I'd, I'd I'd really like to to get his thoughts on our uh, our first our first charity bet of the year, which will be a first try scorer, I think, for this week. So we're going to see if we can make some money for charity. So we're going to pick some long odd stuff and sort of see what oh, happens mate. there. So. I, I didn't. I didn't tell you either because we missed last week. Um, they've given us a hundred this week, so we've got an extra okay. extra fifty bucks to play with this week. All right, well that's good stuff. I reckon we might pick two first try scorers then and just see what happens. We'll, yeah, double we'll, double the chances. We'll, we'll, yeah, mate, that's it. Yeah, we'll have to pick out something good. So if you have any good first try scorers, I'd love to hear from you, Zach. Uh, so Zach's our leader of our punt club overall league at the moment. So he started off um, pretty strong, tenth uh, overall. Uh, the Dolphins is his team named 984 points. So um, he, he obviously, you know, did a lot of great stuff here. He started with Curran and Arrow, uh, Captain Haas, uh, managed to avoid a lot of the traps. But, I mean, he started with Will Smith and Isaiah Tass, which might hurt them in the long term. And he's got Walters there and Fafida. So, I mean, he's going to be in Schneider. So he's going to have to make at least one trade there to get a good 17 on the park. But, I mean, good start here from him. And, um, yeah, hopefully you can keep it up, Zach. He's got a narrow lead of one point in the uh, in the overall league. And our good friend Anthony Glover's in fifth and only uh, 11 points behind there. So, nice. Um, yeah. And uh, I see Shane, who was our uh, number one overall last year. He's, uh, he's in eighth. Oh, wow. Just can't keep him down. Can't keep the great man down. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Well, the cheapy. I wonder if he stuck to his cheapy. I'm not spending money on centre strat. I'm gonna have a look here now. <laughs> Did he get? Tired? Yeah, mate. He didn't. He didn't get Bird. He got uh, Crichton and Penasini in the in the centres. So he did get you and Aitken. Um, but oh, uh, broke his strat. Yeah, mate. He said edge. he wasn't gonna get him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Hey, what's going on there? No, nah, it's all right, Shane. We forgive you, mate. You're a friend of the podcast. You're all right. Okay, Ryan. Yes. Um, do we think Ilias, Walters, or Billy Smith will get more points this week? I have a spot in the team that I need to plug with one of them. Uh, who are my options? Walters, Ilias, and who was the last one? Billy Smith. If I was going to take on any a punt on any of them, it would be uh, Billy Smith. I, I'd probably have the most yep. faith in him to put up a 40-point score. Yep. No, agree. Uh, if it's not going to be Billy Smith and he's out, I'd play Ilias. So... Uh, maybe put Elias in your 18. So if he gets Billy Smith gets ruled out, you get Elias's scores. He might get pulled out with a HA or something. Uh, do I retract my comments about Todd Payton's selections last week, uh, saying that I like the team? Uh, well, I liked it with Ruben Cotter in it. So I'll wait until I see the team with Ruben Cotter before I reserve judgment. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling for bench spots this week. I have Max King, but should I trade him for Lenier? No, you absolutely what? should not trade Max King out to get Lenio. No, don't do that. It's break even yeah. minus four. What are you doing? No, don't do that. Don't yeah, do not get Lenio for Max King. I'm I'm not even sure that you need to get Lenio at all, but definitely do not sell Max King to get him. 
When is Todd Payton getting fired? Not soon uh, enough. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, you know, if he does good work this week, he he won't get fired. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you're talking about the Cowboys coach, Todd Payton, not my new employee, Todd Payton. Oh. <laughs> um, am I trading Brandon Smith and either Sean Russell or Vilea? So I don't have much don't have much money, but was thinking either Targo or Ari can only get one who's more of a must-have. Oh, I'd say Targo is more of the early yeah. season must-have, um, just for money. Yeah, making. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Targo, hundred percent Targo. Yeah, uh, I guess I have to swap Turbo, and by swap, I'm you mean trade um, to replace halves as Snyder and Sean Johnson both out, and Turbo will lose value. Um, I, I personally, I would be just be trading Sean Johnson to somebody else. Yeah, don't don't, don't trade Turbo. Like it, it doesn't matter if if you started with him. It doesn't matter now. He's going to lose value. Yes, but value loss doesn't matter unless you trade them, right? So if you hold them mm. all season, you haven't lost anything. So just yeah. keep just holding got an him. Absolute jet wing fullback. Yeah, exactly. He's going to bounce back. He's not playing Penrith every week. Yeah, he's not going to be as good as last year. You overpaid. Yes, just accept that. Um, but he's still going to be a keeper wing fullback. He's still good. He did absolutely nothing in that game other than that one line break. Oh, well, a line break. I don't, you know, no, I think he did get the line break. Yeah. Um, and scored 35 points. So don't panic. You know, he's going to bounce back. He's still going to average over 50. Yep. No, I agree. Um, but you can go ahead and trade Sean Johnson whenever you like. Yes, yes, you um, can trade Sean Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So Josh can get enough minutes to be a cash cow before cheese returns. <sighs> Good question. Um, in my mind, probably. Um, you know, say cheese only misses say three games. We get Gil- we get King playing fifty, you know, for three weeks, and then he returns to the bench. Um, it's one of those tough ones. It's like a 50-50 borderline. I think he makes at least 100K, probably around that 130K mark is where I sort of see him getting to. But he's not a must-have by any means. No. Um, both blindside and uh, Donnie want to know, uh, they want to be talked out of downgrading Lolo. Okay. Um, and but then blindside is also tacked on. Why am I looking at Gilbert? And I'm going to let you do that because I've already spoken enough about Tom Lola and Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, um, Tom Lola. I think this uh, relates back to an important, you know, philosophy question in terms of like the process of buying a player, right? So, like, um, if you think your process was wrong, sell him. Okay. If you think your process was right. And this was just, you know, a one-week thing. He's going to build into the season. You know, he didn't have a preseason. Um, then, then hold him because, you know, like at the end of the day, you can't control what happens on the field. You can only control your process in terms of buying players. Um, you know, and the same thing goes for punting as well. You can't control what happens on the field. You can only control you, your process in terms of deciding who's a buy. Um, so if you think you've got that process right, hold the line for another week or two, wait until you get some more information that makes you think you've done it wrong. But if you think you're wrong now, sell him. I don't think he's a sell. I'm holding him. Yep. No, agree. In fact, I'm probably looking at buying him, maybe, if Paulo flops again. Uh, I have three injuries from week one. Who should I move or hold out of Cheese, Violet, and Russell thinking Cheese to green and hold the other two for now? Also have Schneider out with COVID, so low on the bench cover. I think Cheese to Grant is probably a good move. 
Yeah, it sounds like an upgrade to me. Um, I mean, no reason yeah. as well. You can't get Smith in once his break-even bottoms out and he becomes a decent, you know, little money spinner. Yeah, no, agree. Uh, and, I mean, if you can go a Russell or a Vilea to a Max King or someone like that, you could do that. Or, you know, if you've already got them, then just wait for somebody actually good to come up as a cash cow. Uh, rate three, three in terms of priority this week to buy Targo, Nanai, Aitken. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, I think I'd put Aitken on the bottom of that list. He's just, uh, it's yep. a completely different price bracket. Uh, early yep. in the season, you, you're you looking for that value. I'd, jeez, who would you put first, Targo or Nanai? Probably Targo because there's a chance he's a keeper. There's no way Nanai is. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So if you ha- if you're having trouble splitting players, always go for the player in the tougher position. Always go for the guy that's a chance of being a keeper. If if you can't split the players, if you can split players, don't add that. Don't count that twice. Um, it's only used as a tool if you can't choose between two guys. Targo or save cash and grab King. And I'm assuming that's Max Josh. King. Not Josh King. Is it? Do you reckon? Are they about Maybe. the same price though, aren't they? Uh, Josh King's like three thirty. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you're choosing between Targo and Josh King, I think the choice is easily Targo. If you're choosing between Targo and Max King, the choice is Max. It's a bit tougher. I'd go Max King. That's a hundred k less. His break even's yeah. lower. Yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about Josh King, it's Targo. If you're talking about Max King, it's Max King. How's that for you? Yes. Uh, and I think I've just come up with a new uh, title for the episode. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Do I need a backup hooker? Now Brandon Smith is out for four weeks. Do I just switch with stick with Randall, switch Kurtman, and pocket some cash? Yeah, dude, just put Randall in. Um, just relax. Like people, I, I guess, I mean, we think Brandon Smith's a sell anyway, but um, like I saw someone the other day who was like thinking about like getting in – I think it was like Jackson Paulo or something just because they wanted wing fullback cover. Um, You don't need to trade in cover. Like if you've got three healthy wing fullbacks that are all playing this week, confirmed to play, it's not a a necessity that you need to trade in a cover for that, you know, that one week, you know, like keep that trade up your sleeve. You can use that trade at any time during the week. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, there's um yeah, it's only if you need to trade in for something then you should at that point. If you don't need to trade in, yeah, everyone's healthy, then that's good. So, yeah. all right, um, cheese and Vilea to Nanai and Targo with 120k in the bank. Oh, I love it. Yep. Uh, not thinking of making a trade, just holding Teddy, but kind of see the upside in Latrell and thoughts on Lenny or Gafusi. No, I think you should save the trade. Yeah, definitely save the trade. And we've given our thoughts on Lenny. Just wait a week. Um, Gafusi, I think. You know, he might be good for one week, but I think he's likely yeah. going to lose his job eventually to um, to Brown and his break-even's 34. So, yeah, just stay away. Yep. What to do with Ilias? Spoke about him earlier. Probably hang on for one more week and see what happens. Yeah, unless you've, you're desperate to get in. Like, say you missed a Max King or something like that. Um, yeah. He'd probably be the first cap off the rank for me. Yeah. Max King, Ilias. Uh, sorry, Max King, Nanai, Targo. Like, if you miss any of them, you can trade Ilias to them. But outside of that, I'd probably just hang on. King, Gilbert, or Lenier, leaning towards Lenier, waiting week because I don't see Gilbert averaging 50 or mm. King averaging 40 to make enough coins. So leaning towards Lenier and waiting a week, I think is that's a good decision there. Yeah, yeah. if that's the way you're leaning, I'd go that yeah. way too. What to do with Schneider? Will he return next week? 
I mean, you'd uh, think so. You'd, you'd think he walks straight back in. Yeah, hold on to him, mate. He looked really good. Don't don't just park him in your number twenty-one and and wait and see what happens. I'd rather take a you know I'd rather take a twelve from Billy Walters off the bench than trade out him this week. So mm. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Should we trade Billy Walters or Sean Russell first? Um, Sean Russell. Well, Billy Walters got a job and Sean Russell doesn't now. So, um, yeah, Russell's out. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on Sloan? Is there better options to go, such as Latrell? Oh, mate, Sloan's an absolute jet. You have to love Sloan. Um, fantasy-wise, he's, he's not a buy. No, no. I'm not even 100% sure he's relevant. But. No, he he he, re, he sort of reminds me like um reminds me a little bit of Billy Slater, and Billy Slater wasn't uh you know fantasy yeah. weapon either for the most part. No, good <laughs> good fantasy players don't make good uh good NRL players don't always make good fantasy players. Mm-hmm. So they do sometimes, they're not always. Who to keep out of Sean Johnson, B Smith, which I'm assuming is Brandon or Madison, two must go right. Yeah, geez, that's a rough week one to cop all three of those. That's, wow. that's, that's Benji, big boy Benji, Kirkham. Oh, wow, that's brutal, Benji. <laughs> that is brutal. Um, yep. Geez, who are you trading first out of those two, out of those I'm, three, Ryan? I'm, I'm absolutely yeeting Sean Johnson and Ryan Madison yeah. and just holding on to Brandon Smith, I think, is the way that I'm going with that. Yeah, fair. Like, I'd, Sean Johnson would definitely be the first one out in my mind. Yeah, I think for me, like Brandon Smith, like you talk about with Turbo, like you know Brandon Smith is a jet. Madison could come back and play off the bench in the Bryce Cartwright role or, you know, get traded to the Warrington Wolves next week. I don't know. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think Brandon Smith, you know exactly what he is, particularly with Christian Welch out. I think that's just an extra little, you know, safety net for him. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. There are any cheapies less than 253K worth buying this week? Um, good question. Let's have a look. Let's uh, pull up the list. I don't think so. Um, 253 is his cutoff point. Um, yeah, geez. Uh, Ilias will probably be that in a week or two. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's not, mate. There's what? No. Are, oh, no. Even, even it's Fletcher Andrew Baker's. Fafida, and that's a bit worry. Yeah, even so, Fletcher Baker's 258 now. Yeah. No, the answer to the question, James, is no. Yeah, that's um, right. Billy Walters to Albert Kelly. All right, Kevy Walters. <laughs> is that Adam um, Reynolds asking that question? <laughs> I think it is. Um, that's some shenanigans there as Dunny. Um, is there a decent wing fullback replacement for Russell in the same price range? Will Smith, question mark, hold and wait for somebody like Warbrick to get an opportunity? Um, I think oh, that... Yeah, the only one that's popped up is Jesse Arthurs, but you don't know how long he's actually going to keep that job. I guess the other one, if you think he's going to be good, is Jackson Paulo. Um, but I don't have much faith in him. Um, what about Dino Ramirez? Is he any good? I've never looked at him before, but I no, just saw he's cheap. He's I'm not. assuming he's not. Yeah. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> no, you know, I already bad. asked myself that question a few hours ago. <laughs> you know it's bad when you have to ask yourself that question. Um, yeah. Just get Charlie Staines, mate. He's, he's going to come good eventually. Oh, Forbes, the Forbes Datsun. <laughs> All right. With the cheese out, what is the best option? Two trades to get Grant or go to someone like Blake Braley. Uh, can make no. two trades, get cheese and Lukey 
to Grant and Josh King or Lenny, also is Lukey a hold at this stage? Scored okay off the bench. Can't see much value of coming off the bench. Yeah, I'd, actually, Lukey. I actually like the the cheese and Lukey to to Grant and Josh King. Yeah, that's a good move in my mind. Um, Luke, yeah, Lukey's not a buy. I'm um, sorry, yeah, not a not a hold. I don't think not coming off the bench. Um, and definitely don't buy Blake Brayley. Don't do that. No. Why Kurt Man, if you want, he's much better than Blake Bradley. Um, all right. Prioritize the cheapy mid and edge quote unquote must haves being Lenny, yeah. Josh King, Max King, Targo, Nanai, Bullymore, Tuilangi, Alec oh, McDonald, Fafida, Thompson, which I'm guessing Leo Thompson, Gachevsky, Musgrave, etc. Uh, all right. The, rank the whole uh, 400K mid. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a job. So there's a tier at the bottom here of guys that are a hell no, we won't go tier, which is mm-hmm. everybody after two luggy. So that's Alec McDonald, Andrew Fafita, Leo Thompson, Jack Kachevsky, Zane Musgrove. None of those guys are people that you should be looking at. Mm-hmm. So from here, mm-hmm. Lenny, Josh King, Max King, Targo, Nanai, Bullymore, Tulangi. Um all right, I'm going to put Max King number one. I'm going to put Targo two, Nanai three. Yep. yep. Tuolagi four. Yep. And who was left? Josh King, Bullymore, Lenny. I'd go in that order, Josh King. Me uh, too. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So, yeah, Ryan and I have an identical list, which is Max King, Targo, Nanai, Tuolagi, Josh King, Lenny, Bullymore. Yep. Or Bullymore, Lenny. Either way. Um, I, I just don't yeah. think Bullymore's a buy anymore. You need to start with him yeah. round one. Um, don't buy yep. him anymore. No, agree. How much do you prioritize cash over trades? Didn't grab, tar- grab Targo, so didn't want, don't want to, uh, sorry, I didn't grab Targo, so really want to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Only two chibis that didn't fire for me were Ilias and Smith, but I can't afford to go Targo to either. The only way I can get him would be to downgrade a, a gun that didn't fire like Tedesco or Crichton. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade a gun that didn't fire. Um, no. I think you're just in a tough spot where you, you're just going to have to go without him. Like, there's going to be other cash cows. It's a really mm. tough one. Um, yeah, because I don't even think Billy Smith's a trade. I think the only one there I would want to trade would be Elias, but if you can't afford him, you can't afford him, you know? Um, yeah. You're sort of in a spot I wonder, there. I wonder mm-hmm. if you could do like, you could do like those two to him and like a 240K guy that's like one, oh, you don't want to be trading in a red dot at all, do you? Oh, jeez. I mean, the only what, – what about, like, Fletcher Baker? Is, is he someone that could keep thirty minute, mm. keep a 30-minute roll? I don't know, man. I'd be more inclined to go, like, go to somebody like a like – a, um, you know, even more rollers down at 230K now, but, I mean, that's just, just asking for trouble at that point. Yeah, he only played even Jack Howe, if like he's a, an injury or somebody away from a big role now. But I mean, no, I think the short answer to the thing is you probably just need to take your medicine and learn for next year. 
Yeah, um, take take the I, L. I find it hard to I find it hard to believe that you the only options are trading out Elias or Smith or Tedesco or Crichton. I would be looking for somebody like. <sighs> I don't know. It's pretty hard, actually. Would you trade Stefano. like a bull- Stefano? Yeah, yeah. If you had someone like that, um, yeah. would you trade a bully more? No, mm. because he could make comparable cash over the next four or five weeks. Yeah, yeah. If you got, if you la- if you ended up with a Stefano or someone like that in your team, or a Junior Polo, someone like that, you, you know, you might be able to just you know put him in the bin a week early and pull the trigger. But I mean, outside of that. I certainly not a not a bona fide gun like Tedesco or Crichton. Mm, so, yeah, you're in a hard spot there, Trevor. I think you probably just need to take your medicine and learn for next year. Yep. Yep. Um, Max King, a must-have. Only way I can get him is by training Monet or Ilias. Is it worth it? And what to do with Cooler? Trade for Raiders backup hooker or just hold him? Um. Yeah, definitely don't trade for the Raiders backup hooker. Um, I, I wouldn't call Ma- Max Max King is by no means a must-have, um, but geez, if you've got both Ilias and Amone, I, I I wouldn't be opposed to trading one of them. Um, yeah, jeez, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a tough one. I like I didn't start with Amone. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of him, but that said, Ilias we've described as Lachlan Clune. Uh, sorry, Adam Clune. So yeah. Maybe that was, a Freudian, I, I, that was a Freudian slip there because you were going to say Lachlan <laughs> Groger. Um, yeah, look, to be honest, I, I think I'd probably make that trade. Which one I'd, I'd trade, I don't know. I'd trade Ilias. I think I think mm. um, Amone's got a much clearer path to fantasy relevance just because of the style of player he is. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm excited considering... about either of them. No, I mean, I'm considering the same trade, Ilias to King. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, but if um, if I was to make a trade that week, it would be that. Uh, he's so I... Max King, not Josh King. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm considering. I'm considering uh, Ilias to Josh King. I've got Max King. Um, no, he does not have Max King. He's got Josh King. Wait, he's getting Max King. The trade oh, he's is got Ilias Josh or Amone. He's, he's trading Ilias or Amone to Max King, the Bulldogs. Oh, team. sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Pull the trigger then. Don't even think about it. Yeah, Ilias, yeah, eat him. Eat it. him to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the first train to nowhere. Um, all right, looking to hold Tomalolo Moses till clear his back to bring him and a cheapie in. Thoughts on this move? Um, wait and see what happens. <laughs> wait, what's he thinking about trading Moses? Oh, uh, like in a couple of weeks from now, he's you know, trade Tomalolo and Moses to Cleary and a cheapie. Yeah, just deal with that when it comes up, bro. Don't 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 think about it too much yeah. now. I don't the, like the the world, the fantasy world changes so quickly. You you, you never know. You, yeah. you you might you like say you start with a pain Haas. Like, what if he does his hamstring in in four weeks time? Yeah. Are you just going to sit there for a month with pain Haas sitting there? You're going to pivot to Cleary. Yeah. You know, like you never know. You never know yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. One week at a time, baby. One week at a time. Um, Lenny, Josh King, or man, hmm. Can Lenny play 50-plus minutes? Is King 13 rest of the season, and what's Alec McDonald's role? I think Alec McDonald, um, is he the one that owns the farm, or is it a different? <laughs> He's not McDonald. the one in the wheelchair, is he? No, no, that's Alex McDonald, mate. That's, oh, you know, although, do they have wheelchair rugby league? They probably don't, do they? they? Probably do. I thought Bellamy was just getting really cocky and just wheeling out a bloke. Oh, geez, wheeling, that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mate, oh, it's God. okay. 
Oh, mate, after we're the... Going, after the we're going nobody's down. listening. Nobody's listening 70 minutes into the podcast, mate. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, yeah, mate, out of question? that list, Mann is the clear... Kurt Mann's the clear favourite. You can pick yeah. him up, no worries. Yeah. Don't, um, don't I think... mess around with Lenny. Yeah, Lenu's not playing 50. Uh, McDonald's probably 30 minutes off the bench at most. For, yeah, because he's got to go and feed his animals at halftime. So. Exactly, and no, Josh King, I don't think he's going to be the 13 all year. I think Brandon Smith's going to slot straight back in. Yep. I mean, Arthur's maybe, a look with Vilea and DWZ out for extended periods. Uh, a solid maybe, I guess. If you need a, a, a centre wing fullback, I, I, I don't hate it. I think he can hold Vilea out, but he's definitely gone once um, Dallin's back. Um, as soon as Dallin's back, he's gone. Um mm. So, look, I'm not super excited about it, um, but if you do need someone, he's probably the best cheapy wing fullback available. Yep. Um, we've spoken about Josh King already. Um, is trading Vilea and Berry for Walters and Max King a good trade? I'd probably just trade Berry for Max King mm. and just keep yeah. Vilea and not try to pick up Walters. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you got to ask yourself, like, why did you buy Rocco Berry in the first place? Like, did you buy him thinking that he was going to be really good? Because if if you still believe that, then I wouldn't be trading him after one game. Like, Mark and I, we've been mm. pretty clearly, we don't think he's going to be good. Um, you know, we think he's, I mean, like footy wise, I'm sure he's going to be good, but fantasy wise, I'm talking about here. Um, so if you still believe that he can he can be good, you know, if you trust your process, like I was talking about earlier, hold on to him. Um, but if you're having questions about that process, jump off because we would. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think you can trading Vilea to Walters is kind of sideways at the moment. You got one guy playing off the bench and one guy who's a red dot because of injury. So I think that you definitely could get Max King if you can do just Vilea straight to Max King. That would be ideal, but I'm assuming you can't with money. Yeah. Um, our Turbo and Teddy trades? No, 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 no. Um, uh, Josh King or Lenier. And also Tuolungi for Ilias is a good move. That's a good move. Tuolungi for Ilias is a good move. Um, if I was other... forced to pick one of Josh King and Lenny, it would be Josh King, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd be wanting to give Lenny a week. Um, so if you're not not in love with uh, Josh King and you'd like to see Lenny, just give it a week. Yeah. Uh, thoughts of trading Simpkin to Targo, leaving no hooker cover. I'm fine with it. Yeah, um, I'm fine with it too. I've got no wing fullback cover. I'm, I'm running the gambit. Um, the thing with hooker is you've only got to cover one spot, so there's less risk there in terms of me with wing fullbacks. I've got to cover three. Yep. Um, did anyone notice Mahoney defended sometimes outside the props closer to the edges, hold one more week or see to see or get him gone now? I'd hang on to him, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to give him at least one more week, I think. Yep. Uh, best buy out of Gilton or Gilbert or Teague Wilton. Um, oh. Yeah, obviously we've spoken a fair bit about Lenny and Kafusi already, but would you buy either of them? Or my kind of my answer to that's neither. Yeah, my answer is just wait a week. I think I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again for um, Lenny. Wilton's a tough one because because uh, how much did he he went up like thirty k I think or something like that. Um, yeah, I just don't know how much more. He went up 35K. I, I, I think he's made a, a too much of his money to buying him now. Um, yeah, I think it's too late. You needed to start with him, I think. Yep. Um, no, I agree. I think the answer to that for all four of those is none this week. 
Um, mm-hmm. Reevaluate. Come back to us with better suggestions. Uh, Max King worth bringing in. We've talked about him. Yes, I like Max King. He's a middle. He's not. Don't worry about TBJ. Um, you know, TBJ is an edge player. Um, all right. Is is Todd Payton taking the actual piss with Tom Alolo or just easing him back? Um, I think it's that one. Yeah, I think it's easing him back. Yep. Um, followed your advice of getting Paulo. What do you have to say for yourself on this? <laughs> we have an equal level of upsetness. Just trade him. Trade him to Fort Awaker. Just be happy. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to come back to that last question because I think that's a good one. Um, uh, no idea what to do with Brandon Smith. He was the only hooker cover. Do I trade for Arrow, Liam Martin, or another hooker, or a possible cash count back some coin? Uh, obviously, we've spoken about lots of cash cows already. If you don't have one of the ones that we've spoken about as a priority, I'd just grab one of them, I reckon, and ride the money. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that too. Um, how much is Smith now? He's, what, 630. Um, if you've got any cash in the bank, I'd... Uh, geez, Go to Gerbo. Yeah, yeah, pivot to Gerbo or Harry Grant if you don't have him. Um, yeah, I think he's only got about I'd, 20K. Mm. Yeah, well, I think my first choice would probably just be to bank the cash and grab, like if you missed a, a Nanai or Targo, grab one of those. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, we're not looking at anyone for that Leota role. Again, even Eisenhuth or whoever. Um, have 22K in the bank, trade out Vilea for Wishart or Schiller? No? Yeah, no, nah, don't do it. Just hold Vilea until a better yeah. option comes along. Yep. Uh, how many Walters off the bench for Billy Walters this week, do we reckon? How many minutes? Um, I, I sort of had in my mind somewhere between 20 and 30. Um, a playing hooker, probably, <laughs> yep. probably you know, about 25 minutes at hooker. Yep, for probably 15 points, give or take, yeah. which is going to ruin yeah. his cash rises. But, you know, hopefully he's going to – he's a he's a long-term prospect um, to just mm-hmm. hang on to. So, um. I know you aren't the biggest on Jermaine Tanil Brown. Let's say he was slash is going to play 40, 45 minutes. Would you hold him seeing he's only going to be out for one to two weeks? Um, there's a chance he'd return off the bench, but personally I thought he looked very good. The other option is to trade him. Uh, I also have a Monet to Josh King or Nanai and who looks the best buy of the week. Uh, obviously we've spoken at length about Josh King. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, um I haven't seen anything about Tamu Brown's injury, so I'm just going to take your word for it that it is one to two weeks. If that's the case, I'd hold him, I think. Yeah. Um, if you were going to trade him in a bit to Nanai, it wouldn't be to Josh King. Yep. Um, I have no I have cover and no injuries to the main team. Only issue is what to do with Russell. Uh, he's dirt cheap, which isn't great for trading, but I do have bank cash looking at trading him for another cash cow of similar or better value. Had ideally banked the cash to get Cleary or Turbo, but can spend it to get a full playing 21. Um, yeah, so obviously skipped Valet. He's got the Raiders half, but, yeah, obviously not not stressed about that. So, I mean, if once again, if you miss one of these obvious cash cows that we've spoken about, you can you can go across to him pretty comfortably, but, you know, yeah. don't, you know, no stress yeah, don't, either way. Don't feel the need to do it. If you missed, yeah, Targo, Nanai, King, do it. If not, I think just hold the course. Yep. Uh, Lola to Josh King to free up some cash. I'm in the no bracket on that one. Yeah, I'm in the no bracket too. Yep. Uh, need to replace Vilea. Um, would you pick up Josh King, Ellie Katoa, or Tom Gilbert? 
Uh, or is there somebody better than all of these in that price well, range? Uh, well, I guess I guess Kurt Mann. If you don't have him, um, I'd probably go for him. Um, otherwise, you don't any of the cash cows we just mentioned. Uh, geez, other than that, is there anyone under five hundred k who might be a buy? Um, nah, nah, just one of the cash cows that we've mentioned that you missed. I think is yeah. the way to go. Yeah, man, man, probably being the top end of that. Um, thoughts on JDB with his poor minutes? Um, that'll teach you for. Buying, bringing a shit bloke into your fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, this I think this one just comes back again to my um, process chat because Mark and I, yeah, Mark and I didn't think he was a buy to begin with. If you think he is and you think his minutes are going to improve like Tamalolo's, then keep holding. But um, if it was Mark and I, we would suggest selling. Yep. Um, thank you for officially telling me that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just uh, I just assumed. That's good. Good good stuff, mate. Um I missed Targo went to Billy Smith instead. I'm keen to keep Smith, but feel like I need to get Targo. I've got Sam Walker and Thompson and considering going Josh King and Targo already have enough half cover. Yeah. And he said I know trades are at a premium this year and may seem like a luxury trade, but would you get the rage on? I I think at the very minimum I'd do Walker to Targo. Um Yes. The Max King like one, sort of a Josh King. Yeah, it's it's sort of, it's a little bit of a luxury trade, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, the thing with Thompson, although, and like we spoke about taking a gamble on him before week one, um, you know, he didn't really get his price moving. Looked like they were just going to lean on those big minute guys. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Josh King's got a lot better chance of making 150k than Leo Thompson does. So you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't mind making that trade. Uh, is Clifford an option? Uh, I, I don't think so personally. Like again, I'm I'm sticking with my preseason projection. I didn't see anything that sort of changed my mind on him. Um, you know, he scored 63 with a try. Yeah, doesn't uh, doesn't fill me with confidence. I, I think he's going to be a, a mid 40s scorer most of the time. Yep, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, might get to a low 50s, but I'm I'm not super excited about him. Uh, now, Cam. He's one of our group regulars. Is talking about going Ilias over Nanai. Uh, so he took Ilias originally instead of Nanai, but you know he wants to go Ilias to Nanai. Um, but then with his remaining money, he wants to trade Vilea, who mm-hmm. is a red dot, to Schiller, who is going to be a red dot in a week from now, uh, which I don't think is a great idea. He said anything else you can do. Um, but then Matt, in the advice, is recommended getting Fletcher Baker instead of uh, Schiller. But then when he said he doesn't have enough money for Baker, can't, he said, oh, get Baker and don't get don't get Nanai, which seems to me to be just absolutely rankly terrible advice, Matt. So um, my suggestion would be that you do your Ilias to Nanai trade and save your other trade and just keep the red dot. Yeah, that would be my advice too. I guess is Matic thinking that, you know, Baker's going to keep up that 30-minute type of role or? But a 30-minute um, bench prop role is not typically something that you want to waste a trade for in lieu yeah. of missing a 40-something average edge back rower and hanging on to a 20 average half. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the comment on there, what even is this advice? <laughs> I want to. Uh, we need to. We need to uh, give him a chance to. Uh, you know. Yeah. 
Fire back. If, if you want, yeah, mate. If you, I'll, we'll do. A, I'll, we'll put up. A, <laughs> I was going to say we'll put up a, a separate pod, but I don't feel like doing that. This one's already too long. All right. Um, can get anyone other than Fafida, D Fafida, uh, mm-hmm. when trading Brandon Smith? Who would be the best option for the team? Uh, Harry Grant, if you don't have him, um, uh, does not have Harry Grant. Okay, Harry Grant, get Harry Grant. Yep, I like it. Harry Grant. Um, have zero cash in the bank. Thinking of going to Desco to Hammer to get Vilea up to Penasini to generate cash. Um, no, you should hold. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that trade. Like, there are going to be other cash cows. You don't have to panic after week one. There's going to be someone you can pivot um, by layer two at some point. You know, even if it's, you know, if bloody Kenny Bromwich does his hammy, you get how with there, you know, you'll be laughing. Yeah. I see here his reasoning for this is Mark loves hammer and he scored better than I thought he did, mate. Don't trust me. What do I know? I'm the guy who told everybody to get Junior Paulo. And not get Tom Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, you know, mate. That Tom Gilbert advice is going to be cracky. You wait. All you bastards are going to jump. Not you, but, you know, you being the listeners, you're all going to jump on Tom Gilbert and I'm going to rub it into your stupid faces when he gets 38 next week. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm going to be commenting on every single one of your comments on my Tom Gilbert post being like, oh, how's that Tom Gilbert purchase going for you, you mug? I'm not really going to do that. Sorry, it's late, guys. It's after nine o'clock. It's past my bedtime. Um, is Welch to Arrow sideways, or should I just go down to Josh King to save money to get Cleary later? Um, well, given that Arrow's playing, I wouldn't call it sideways. Um, I'd say it's mm. you know at least fifty point upgrade. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably. <laughs> That's exactly what Matt just said. It's not sideways when he's out for the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trade trade Welch, mate. Get him out. Um, yeah, so yeah, Welch I'd... to Arrow, or just go down to Josh King and save up for Cleary. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I actually like the Josh King and save up for Cleary. Yeah. I actually am not 100% convinced that Arrow is going to be significantly better than Josh King. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of with you there. Like, I, I, I mean, I think, I think scoring-wise Arrow will be better, but I don't think he's a keeper. So, yeah, I'd go Josh King. Yeah. No, I like it. Now, I want to come back to this last question that we got. Okay. So, Nicholas Ramsey, he gets our uh, – I think that's Cody Ramsey's younger brother. Um <laughs> He wants to know, are there any interesting trends that we noticed in round one to watch out for in the coming weeks with the scoring changes and so on? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, I think round one is too small of a uh, data size to, you know, really make sweeping conclusions. Um, You know, you obviously can't draw trends off one week, um, but... uh, I thought the one main thing was how low a lot of middle players were scoring. Um, mm. You know, and that could just be a week one thing because uh, there weren't too many, like, props doing well. Like, a lot of the locks were still going well. Like, you know, your Isaiah Yos, yeah. your Jerbos, like, they were still going okay. Mm. Um, but, yeah, scoring did seem to be down, uh, but that might just be around one thing. But, um, yeah. yeah I, think I mean, it could be that I think tackle busts, and kick meters are a more consistent stat than mm. offloads to hand and turnover tackles. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, th- I think that it's going to be more volatile, the scoring this year and getting guys that have a base in tackling and run meters instead of tackle busts and tries is going to be exactly what you're looking for. So yeah, you Jake Trebojevic, Isaiah, yo, Kurt man, that sort of player 
that's your that's your prototype. Mm-hmm. Your Max King's example, even as well, like, you know, 40 tackles and 120 metres he made, they get his 56. You know, Chris Randall, bloody 70,000 tackles. You know, that's your guys. You know, even Targo, like he had seven tackle busts, but even without that, you know, it was, you know, 20-something tackles and 100 metres. That's what you're looking for from your players. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want these guys who rely on attacking stats to make their uh, ceilings. You know, you want that, you know, high base work rate, you know, tackle tackles and run meters is I think is what you're looking for. So, you know, you unfortunately you guys like your Dave Feeders, for example, that's probably a, an example of a guy who I think trend wise is probably going to be negative impacted. I think he's enough of a gun that he'll probably be able to offset that with big plays. But, you know, I'd be leaning more towards uh yeah, a Jake Trebojevic <laughs> style player. Yeah, that, that's a trend that I've noticed from one week. Maybe it's wrong, but I don't think it is. I'm actually really, really keen on Isaiah Yo this week. I just I can't. I'm, I was really hoping I could go Welch and Paulo to Grant and Yo, but I just can't fit it with the cash. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I figure there's going to be enough um, mids coming up when um, Brandon Smith gets cheaper and, you know, a couple of other guys, maybe Tom Lolo in a week or two. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll wait and see what happens with all of that. But mate, I think that will just about do us. What do you think? Oh mate, I'm starving. I haven't had dinner yet. I've been running around getting my cat to the oh, vet. Right. It's, it's it's dinner time oh. for me. Is that a uh, is that a euphemism for something? Or <laughs> hey, I'll let you guys decide. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's all not. Right. I, I hope she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine, mate. Um, yeah, guys, thank you very much for joining us. I apologise if you had to listen through. 90 minutes of podcast. I apologize for calling you a mug. I don't really, but you know, it's, you know, if you're buying Tom Gilbert, you're a mug and, you know, history will prove me right in the future. I'll tell you who's not a mug though. All all the loyal punk club members. (laughs) Oh mate. No, they are the sharpest tools in the shed. Don't you worry. Mate, punk club. And, you know, obviously, uh, mate, as much, as much as we do sort of have a little bit of fun here, like, you know, we, most of the time we fairly, well know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> sort of double, double not sure there. But, you know, it's, yeah, there, there is actually a fair bit of work that goes into this sort of stuff, guys. So, you know, obviously jump in, 20 bucks um, up to, obviously you can put more than that in if you want. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, support Punk Club. They've done a great job um, with us and, you know, they're going to be, you're all going to be enjoying the fruits of uh, the benefit of, of the Punk Club. Uh, hopefully financially, but then also obviously we've got some some awesome stuff coming for uh, 2020. What are we now? 2023, I guess it'll be. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. That's an early teaser, really late in the episode. Ooh, exciting. Looking forward to it. Okay, all right. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your weekend of football. Um, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week after the games. Love you guys.